Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more, all covered now on Life Planning 101. And a very pleasant good Monday morning on KTX and KWBY. It is Life Planning 101, and we have Angela Kennedy Robinson with us. Good morning, Angela. Good morning. And I know I promised business owners that I'd be talking to you today, and in a sense, I am. But not what was intended. Not so wasn't. you're going to have to hold off one more week. Oh, it's good. just, it is what it is. So, you won't be stepping on oh, my toes good. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I am going to be talking about retirement today. Okay. And what I want to talk about is a little bit different. We deal in life planning. And I had this aha last week because oftentimes I feel like the cobbler without my shoes, right? Because we get so busy helping everybody else that we don't take time for ourselves. And I think everybody could probably honestly say that. You know, one sense of the imagination or another is that you're usually forced into a situation that makes you start thinking about needing to plan, needing to do things. And unfortunately, um, that's kind of where we were with a couple things that came up in our lives last week. And it, and it got me to thinking. I, I started running numbers and doing all this stuff. And I thought, what am I doing? I'm doing this from a financial perspective. I've never did this for a client. Why am I doing this? Because in reality, the money's the tool, right? Right. And really what it's all about is that life planning side. What's most important to you? What do you not want to regret at the end of life? And, you know, we don't often think of it from that perspective because usually the money is so cumbersome on us in one way or another, whether it's because we're burnt out from working, but we feel we have to keep working to do certain things, or um, we're worried about not having enough money in retirement that we'd make choices that we wouldn't make if we had the freedom to do otherwise, or, you know, there's fights between <laughs> husband and wife, or lack of conversation there of just completely, we're not going to talk about that. And then one is left in a mess when something happens to the other one. And so, you know, all these things are really more the life perspective. And, you know, when we go through what we call our life planning process, we actually have what we call eight life planning issues that we address and we do major fact find. Like we want to know every single detail about everything because that paints a picture for us of everything. But then the next step is actually determining that family's goals. What's most important to them, their future, their dreams, everything that they want to do. And I think this is often where people forget get to do that at retirement they think retirement was the goal well no you 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 don't just retire and die <laughs> you, retirement is just a next step in life it's a next step in your life phase right right and um i want to start out i found this little story made me laugh i actually found a few but some of them i can't talk about on the radio <laughs> um but I was, I was giggling this morning while I was drinking my coffee, um, but this was about a young man that saw an elderly couple, and they were sitting down at lunch at McDonald's, and he noticed that they only ordered one meal, but an extra drink cup. So he sat there and kind of watched nonchalantly, and uh, the gentleman carefully divided up the hamburger in half, and he counted out fries, one for him, one for her, one for him, one for her. <laughs> he poured half the soft drink into the little extra cup, and he set that in front of his wife, and then... 
He began to eat, and his wife just sat there watching with her hands folded in her lap just pleasantly. And so the young man decided, he thought, well, I should go over, probably ask him if I need to purchase another meal. Maybe they just can't afford it. So he walked over and, and offered, can I purchase you another meal? And the old gentleman said, oh, no, no. We've been married for 50 years, and everything we've always had and will always have will be shared 50-50. And so the young man kind of thought, oh, okay, looked over at the wife, and he asked her, are you going to eat? And she said, it's his turn with the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, but, you know, I got to thinking about that. And I thought, you know, there's a lot of truth in this in a lot of ways. Of, of uh, We do things, we watch clients do things in one of two ways. Um, and, you know, we do things in one of two ways. And I'm guilty of this. I'm really guilty of this. Uh, my husband is a financial advisor, but he trusts me just to kind of take care of our stuff, right? Right. And so because I take care of our stuff, he really sometimes doesn't know what's going on and I forget to tell him about it. And then he's like, oh, what'd you do? Oh, well, that's cool, but it would have been good to know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I'll never forget when I actually bought a policy, insurance policy on him, and the board of meds showed up at the house, and I forgot to tell him, you know, that, that I knew he was going to be home, so I just scheduled it. And, and he said, well, how did you do this? I said, well, I was the owner of the policy, so <laughs> I signed off on it. You know, it wasn't a big deal. But, you know, we all do that, right? We all have um, one of two things happen. We either, one of us kind of takes care of the finances and deals with everything, and the other doesn't. But then sometimes you actually have people that are 50-50. And if I have my choice in working with people, I'd love to see people 50-50 all day. Um, and the reason why is what if one of you falls over dead? What if you, one of you gets hurt financially? And, um, you know, I had a gentleman in the office probably, gosh, this has been a year ago or more. And one of the questions we asked people is what was money like growing up? Because we got to get to know someone psychologically just as well as just their, what's going on in their life to be able to really help them. And it was bad. He had a very bad financial picture growing up with his mom and dad. And he can't look at money because money will actually send him in this treacherous path right. psychologically where bad all he memories. does. Yeah. Where all he does is worry about it and watch every penny. And he becomes he says, I become a person that's not even fun to be around. He said, I cannot look at it from that perspective. And so, you know, my point in bringing that up is. I do realize that there's times that some things can't be done, but you know what I, w I did tell that gentleman? I said, that's fine if you don't want to look at it on a day-to-day -day basis, but I'm going to ask you two things. I'm going to ask you, number one, that we get a fiduciary in place to be able to take care of things if something happens to your wife, and number two, that we know everything that's going on in your financial picture as well, and number three, you come to every meeting here. Okay, you may not have to look at it again, but you come to every meeting right. here because they had to be on the same page. And to that point, they weren't. Uh, the funny thing was, is, is was we sat there and talked about their goals and they talked, well, we really want to retire in about five years. And he started talking about all these things he wanted to do. He's big history buff. And so he wants to travel across seas and do all this different stuff. And she's just sitting there listening to him. And then she said, well, I don't want to do any of those things. She says, I want to stay here and be a part of the grandkids' lives and focus on them because there's only a minute time that we're going to have time to spend with them. And they basically had it out right there in front of me. But it was very interesting because here's a couple five years out for retirement, 
they never had this conversation. So why is that? What's going on there? Right. Yep. We had a, a situation I was close to uh, just in the last couple of years where the husband dropped dead of a heart attack suddenly. Wife had no clue. Had no idea how much how money they it. had. Right. Didn't know where to find it. And it happens all the time. You so, had to search. <laughs> yes. Had to had search and probably was disastrous and stressful and created more pain. Yeah. Anger. <laughs> uh, yes. So when we come back, retirement, are we all on the same page? You don't want to miss it right here on Life Planning 101. Life Planning 101 continues right here on KTX KWBY. Retirement is our topic today, yes. Angela. Are we all on the same page? I had the pleasure uh, sitting next to a lady the other night. We went to a church service, and I'd never met her before. And wonderful little lady, and got to talking. And more I found out, and more I figured out kind of where she was in life was she just became an empty nester. And she's learning how to deal with that, learning how to live with her husband again, she said, you know, and she said, golf can only go so far. And, and I think there's so much truth to that. You know, we go through these different life transitions. And if you're close to retirement, near retirement, in retirement, you probably can remember that time that you did become an empty nester and how different that felt. And there were some adjustments there, no doubt, you know, between what you did when your kids were home versus really what she said, learning how to live together again and make it about the two of you. And, you know, retirement is full swing of that because now you take work out of the component, right? And you're together 24 seven or not, or, or what, right? And, um, you know, a lot of people kind of go their separate ways their whole lives and they don't even know it. You know, you commute to work each day, you travel, one stays home, you spend an hour alone just thinking while you're in the midst of commuting. You know, you spend time alone on your lunch breaks, you're with your coworkers all day and then you come back home at night and you're too tired to talk about anything. Right. And so how long does this go on? And all of a sudden, retirement's this you know, thing out there in front of you and you've never talked about the life component to retirement. The money's all there. Money may work or may not, may not because you, you haven't planned around that side of it, right? But the big thing is, is that, you know, if you can't enjoy it, what's it all about? What's it for? What's the purpose in it? You know, and we've had a couple of eye-opening situations we've been working with people on over the last several weeks. And we have two gentlemen that, they plan to work forever. They're both farmers, plan to work forever, not ever stop. And unfortunately, they're not going to be able to do that because their retirement is on default, not on purpose. And the big problem is, is they didn't plan mm. for what these what ifs could be. And then, of course, the wives are frustrated and mad and don't understand why they're going to have to make severe changes, move off the ranch, do all these things. But it's about the only way that they can maintain any kind of level of lifestyle. And both of them are kind of had wake up calls to realize, my gosh, if I've only got 10 or 15 years, I sure want to be enjoying this and doing this. And so that's causing some other strife. Um, you know, and we watch this happen all the time that you have one person that's usually homebody or an introvert, and you've got one person that's an extrovert and wants to go all the time. And I've got family members like this. They want to, you know, one wants to go and travel and do, and the other one just doesn't want to leave home. And they fight. They actually fight over this. And this happens all the time. But, you know, the thing is, is that it's never talked about before. 
And, you know, I, I laugh with my dad. My dad's created this uh, mule hobby over these last uh, decade, I guess you could say. And anybody that knows a little bit about my dad knows he's got these massive Percheron mules. Anybody that knows anything about my mom realizes that she doesn't know the first thing about any kind of mule or horse, right? I remember her saddling for my brother one time when dad was gone and his saddle went underneath the horse. And that was the last time that she ever saddled a horse. <laughs> so this is, this is the difference. But you take a couple like that and then you ask them, do they want to do the same things in retirement always? What's that answer going to be? No. No, absolutely not. So how are they going to plan for a successful retirement, not just from a money perspective, but from a healthy, happy marriage perspective. And this is where people get into real trouble. You've got a golfer and you have one that doesn't. You have one that likes the sunshine and the one likes the mountains. And you have, I mean, everybody's different. And when you have 100% of time on your hands, how do you divvy that up? How do you maybe go your separate ways, but come back together and spend time together? Or how do you make decisions on, on how and where to go? You know, I've told this story so many times on the radio show about a couple that was at one of our uh, seminars and I, I say it because it's very true, you know, and they get through the third night and the guy walks up and he's talking about all these things he wants to do in retirement. He's going to move to Colorado and da, 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 da. And as he's sitting there talking, you're watching the wife behind him just kind of soul up. But she's got her arms crossed and, you know, her lips get real tight and her eyes get real squinty. And finally, he kind of gets a, a break in a moment. And she says, so um, when are you going to tell me all this? <laughs> right. <laughs> and this happens. It's a real thing. So because you have spent, you know, so much time along and you've either avoided the topic of retirement, because sometimes it scares you. Sometimes you don't know what to think. Sometimes you don't have the answers. So why open a can of worms? People feel like, right? Right. But at the same time, if you don't do it, everything's by default. And that can's got to be opened eventually. That can has to be opened eventually. And, and the earlier you open it, the better you can plan. That's for your right. Future. I'll never forget. We had a couple in our office. February 2009. And the reason I remember that so well is you know where the market was in February 2009. Yes. Well, this couple was three years into retirement at that time. And they basically, she sat in the corner and she said, you need to know that we are probably going to get a divorce. Whoa, really? I mean, this, this couple's been married for 50 years. Why are they getting a divorce now? What's going on? I mean, they were married, they're like high school sweethearts. Right. Okay? Well, they couldn't figure out how to live together. They couldn't figure out how to retire together. She was never ready to retire. He was. She was also the one that we begged not to take her money out of the bottom of the market because all she did was watch the market every single day because she wasn't ready to retire. She had to put her mind on something. Right. Had to figure out something to keep her focused, right? So what did she watch? What did she do? It was her money, right? So I warn you of that because, and luckily, you know, Thank God they went to counseling. They did not get a divorce. They're still happily married today. And I love it. But it's proof in the pudding that, you know, it's not always about the money that causes the money issues because she did end up pulling money. I mean, we were basically begging her not to pull her money out. And she pulled it out at the end of February. 2009 mark bottom of the market was March and then it went straight back up. Right? right. And his money recovered quickly. Hers of course never did. Never did. Right. And then, you know, it's not always the money that causes the money problem. It's 
that lack of conversation, that lack of focus, that lack of goals that you have at retirement. We forget to set goals for that new transition and that new phase in our life, but not just doing it by yourself. You got to do it with your spouse. Communication. It's huge, right? I mean, it's huge. Yep. So when we come back, I've got something to share with you called the couple's retirement puzzle. You don't want to miss it. Final segment, Life Planning 101 here on this marvelous Monday morning. Yes. Retirement. Are we all on the same page, right? (laughs) And not always is that the case. So I have a little puzzle for you to figure out. It's actually from a great book out there. Um, I would recommend anybody reading it. It's by Roberta Taylor and Dory Mincer. It's called The Couple's Retirement Puzzle. And it's got a little short assessment in that book that can help you determine if you're in sync with each other about retirement. And so um, also you can access this if you're driving. Do not try to write this down. Um, if you're, <laughs> You can access this um, on our, our weekly life lessons. It's actually going to go out in our newsletter this week. So you can sign up for that at kennedy-financial.com kennedy-financial.com or click on anything to do with the radio show and I think everything links back there so you can get these questions right off of there but I would encourage y'all to do them separately so you kind of know where you're not feeling the same right Right. and it gives you some gauge for conversation Um, and a lot of times you know a lot of people don't want to have those conversations till they have a mediator in a room (laughs) so so they they can actually have a civil conversation and a lot of times we end up being that mediator in that room with that civil conversation and we have more of a psychological conversation about retirement than we do a financial conversation about retirement because this is really important if you don't get this right it could mess up your entire financial picture for retirement it's so important to get this right so here are some true or false statements and so what I want you to do is when you go through these, put a T, a true, next to them, okay? Um, the first one is we have talked about our timetable for retirement. This is the when, right? When is everything going to happen? And, you know, I would say if you are in the next five years, you need to put a red marker by that if you haven't talked about it. You know, if you're within five to ten years, you need to put a yellow marker. Beyond ten years, you know, you're probably a little bit safer, safer. but the conversations need to start happening. And that's really important to have just, hey, a time frame. When do we want to do this? Number two, we've planned our future medical and health care needs. Okay, this is not dinner topic conversation. Nobody wants to talk about this, but let me tell you something. If you talk about it when you're young and healthy, do you know how much easier it is? A lot easier and a lot more reasonable. Yes, both. And, you know, the truth is, is that it's a lot easier to say if this happens to me and and you still don't have to believe it, but you got a plan Mm -hmm. in place that everybody can follow. The where, the when, the how, the who is going to be taking care of those things and how you would like to see that played out. Because, you know, you have these three phases in retirement, your go-go years, your slow-go years, and your no-go years. And your no-go years need to be planned out before you ever retire. And that's a big key to all of this. Number three, and another reason why is it can actually put so much stress and strain on your spouse to be able to take care of you. They could end up killing them first. And sure. we've seen that happen. A lot so, of times. you know, if you want to take care of that spouse, that's that's really important. Number three, we know that our roles may change as we go through this transition. Wow. How could they change? And I'll give you an example. All the time we see a wife that has been the bookkeeper for a business. 
um, and been very successful doing that the entire time. And, but the man has made all the decisions. Well, now retirement is all about the books, right? So really who needs to be involved in the books to make the decisions, right? You got to do both. both. And that's a big transition change. And people don't realize that, you know, number four, intimacy and affection are an important part of our relationship. You know, we see all the time people get wrapped up in their grandchildren and they do so much for their grandchildren that they forget to have their time, you know, or one of them does and one of them doesn't. And so they ended up separated, different states, different countries, going on different trips. And that's all fine and dandy. But how are you going to bring back together that relationship? And, you know, one of the solutions we always talk about is calendarize and prioritize, right? And do it in retirement just as well as you do it when you're working, right? Brett and I actually put date nights on our calendar and we abide by it. It is a rule. It is not a, oh, I don't feel like doing that, right? Because if you send home the grandkids, are you going to be tired? Yeah, yeah, but is your relationship with your spouse just as important as it is with spending those time with your grandkids? Yes, so you have to make it a priority and you have to calendarize it. We make financial decisions together. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> I cannot tell you how important that is. We are coming out of an age that it used to be just a man to make those financial decisions. And we're seeing more and more of this, but I still, still, See, oh, she doesn't have any part in that. Or, oh, he doesn't have any part in that. Let me tell you something. If they don't have any part in it, they still have a mind of their own. And they still have some thoughts in their head of things that they want to do. And if they don't understand whether that's a reasonable expectation or not, what does that create? Anger, resentment, conflict. Is it worth it? You know, have it on the same page, even if it's a once-a-year conversation that you just get back on track together and it takes an hour and a half. Is it worth it to save all that strife and fight? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, it is, okay? And if something happens, you got a game plan, right? You know how things are going to play out. That's big. Um, having time together and time apart is important for both of us. How are you going to accomplish that? You've spent years with time apart. Years with time apart. Now, all of a sudden, you have a lot of time together. <laughs> <laughs> I'd suggest you figure that one out. Um, we talk about our lifestyle and where we want to live. Ooh, that's a big one. We agree on our obligations and responsibilities to our family. When to say yes, when to say no. Right. How to say no. Husband How often to say no. You no. <laughs> can't loan them that money that and is says, exactly i'm gonna right. loan it to them anyway because i worked also that's <laughs> right so you got to have that conversation up front because now you're on a fixed income right. in retirement social and community connections are satisfying part of our lives again what to say no to you can you can just drown yourself in giving back um we have shared values and know what is important to each other and i think that's the biggest key right so you know i always say what is what is the biggest gripe that retirees have all the time there's not enough time. Isn't that interesting? Okay. Well, there isn't enough time a lot of times because we're going in 8 million directions and we forget to do what we did when we were working, set goals, set priorities, right? Live life on purpose. That's what retirement's all about. You know, if you want to get rid of the complexity and stress that life has, this is where you start. Start by talking about how to do things on purpose, not by default. Figure out your future and goals and where you want to be headed. 
together. Us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.